Falls schools have won the state championship 12 years in a row. This would break that string. Granite Valley two yards away from it. Two plays to do it from the eye. A handoff, Johnson up the middle and he has the first down. Granite Valley is going to win a state championship. Pandemonium in the Dakota Dome from the fans from Brandon Valley. A proud football town has its first state title in 20 years. You know, you just kind of reflect over all those, all those years, what we've done and to become this. And um, it's just been unbelievable, the town and the kids, coaches, and fan support. kind of subscribe to the, the phrase, you know, winning happens, but it's not the reason we're here. Sometimes a presence is much more than a phrase. Uh, nothing hollow, nothing phony, nothing insincere, always observant. He had a, a way of being important without being boisterous type thing. He was definitely someone that cared tremendously, tremendously. He was such a kind heart too. He would joke around with us every once in a while. He's always someone that you could go and talk to. He was not just, I don't like you, like I only like these people. He, he liked everybody, he loved everybody. He made everybody feel better. That's probably spelled out with the word love, I think, probably more than anything. You know, he loved his family so much. The way his family responded to him at that time and everything, it just, I'll never forget that. The last moment or times with him, I, it, I would just have to put it all about family love. Good morning, and welcome to a very special edition of the Midco Sports Coaches Show. Cheers to Chad Garrow. I'm John Gaskins, and today our whole hour is devoted to a legendary football coach who happened to be an awesome dude. Or better yet, an awesome dude who just happened to be a legendary football coach who left us far too soon at the age of 55 a week ago Friday after a 14-month bout with brain cancer. He leaves behind his wife Melissa, his son AJ, daughters Savannah and Alicia, plus a school record 131 wins in 16 seasons and two state titles. But today, you won't hear about more than one particular football play. You can, however, eat one that is immortalized at Tailgaters, the local sports bar in Brandon. It's called the 4th and 1, in honor of a championship game play forever seeped in Link's lore and taste buds. Chad was far more than football. He was about burgers, cowboy boots, a broad spectrum of music, craft beer, and his beard a silhouette of which appeared on a t-shirt hundreds of BV fans wore to the boys' basketball game Thursday night. It read, Fear the Beard. And that, along with the burger, is one of many fundraising efforts the community made to lighten the Garrow family load while Chad spent a lot of days at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester. Although sad and to some anger-inducing, there are memories from Chad's final year and final days worth telling in the next hour because they captured a spirit that those who knew him best plan to carry on. We'll hear from Matt Christensen, the man who took over the Brandon Valley program this past year while Chad was unable to coach, yet still dropped in pearls of wisdom that played major parts in the school's fifth state championship game appearance in six years. We'll hear from a player on that team who, like many, considered Chad a second father and family friend plus one of Chad's relay racers that helped win the Lynx girls a state track and field title this past spring. And later on in the hour, a fellow football legend whose coaching legacy, like Chad's, is lofty, but second to how he is cherished as a human, Chad's father-in-law, Bob Young, the former University of Sioux Falls football coach who considered Chad a key cog in the Cougars' first of four national titles. You won't want to miss Coach Young's deeply intimate account, of Chad's last days on earth with his family. It's a mighty lineup that needs a strong leadoff hitter, and you'll hear from him in a moment. For over a week, the avalanche of adulation for Chad and well wishes for the Garrow family has been beyond bountiful. 
As Matt Zimmer wrote in the Argus Leader this week, Garrow leaves the Lynx football program in terrific shape, with the staff he built likely to keep the team competitive well into the future. But his death has left the Brandon community and South Dakota football fraternity hurting. Because in a business where grudges die hard and rivalries can be intense, Chad Garrow was the rare person who was loved by all. Most of you know why, but we're still going to spend 60 minutes giving you more glimpses of Garrow. We'll start with an overview, a profile that appeared on local TV this past Monday. A Washington High School and University of Sioux Falls football player, Chad Garrow spent his entire coaching career at USF and for the last 23 years here at Brandon Valley, a Sioux Empire lifer who impacted so many lives. On the football field, he was a man of short words, but when the words did come out, it meant a ton to everybody, because that means, you know, he, he does care about everything. When the flood hit the town, we were all down there doing different things with uh, help having our football players be on the front lines, helping some of the families that were experiencing some of the hardest times of their life where things are floating down the river, and, and we were trying to help them save homes and things along those lines. He was very instrumental in some of those different types of things where something was going on in the community. Our, our coach was leading the way and trying to help us get those things taken care of. Two weeks after Garrow led the Lynx to their second state title in three years, Garrow learned he had the most aggressive form of brain cancer. His family would soon feel what he meant to Brandon. Well, just an outpouring of support. Um, it was incredible, the support, not only from the school, the community, um, and not just the football community, the community as a whole. A GoFundMe page raised thousands for his Mayo Clinic trips. His coaching staff funded, then built the man cave Garrow always wanted, just to have a place to escape. He even had a burger named after him at the local sports bar. Garrow couldn't coach, but remained involved this past season as longtime assistant Matt Christensen led them back to the state championship game. And for those that knew him best, some of their last memories will be their favorite ones. We got off the bus and he gave each one of us a hug and said our names and said good luck and that just really meant a lot to us. I was able to give him one last hug and tell him that we're doing this for him. And he said, I know you are. Saw him and gave him a kiss on the forehead, told him I loved him, and it's the last time I saw him. That last voice you heard from is Randy Marceau, the now-retired longtime athletic director at Brandon Valley, and before that, a girls basketball coach. It was he who made the decision to hire Chad Garrow, who had been an assistant already for six seasons on Chuck Plummer's staff, to take over the football program as head coach in 2005. And he said it was an easy decision, and we can tell why. You also heard from Bill Frecking, who was an assistant coach with and then under Garrow for almost 20 years. He's now the athletic director at the school. And his remark about Chad Garrow insisting his football players were on the front lines when a flood hit the town is a reason why you can expect a packed gymnasium for the celebration of Chad Garrow's life on Sunday at Brandon Valley High School. That will be at 2 o'clock. Today, visitation at the Assembly of God in Brandon from 2 to 5. And for former coaches and players, and that includes both football and track teams, a get-together at Tailgaters tonight in Brandon from 6 to 9. Might be a few fourth-and-one burgers consumed. And plenty of stories to be told. Sit back and get ready for some good ones for the next 50 minutes or so. Starting with our powerful leadoff hitter, Chad Garrow. In the final Midco Sports Coaches Show interview he did, just a week after leading the Lynx to their second state title in three years, back in mid-November of 2020. And our cheers to Chad Garrow special continues next on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. Colbeck, option keep, right side, down the near numbers, gets past defenders, 40, 45, 50. Now just has a couple of guys to beat, 30 to the 20, one guy to beat at the 5, and he's into the end zone, a touchdown! Brandon Valley retakes the lead on a 67-yard run from quarterback Joe Colbeck. And the Brandon Valley Lynx, in their fourth trip to the state championship game in five years, have won their second state title in three years in utter second-half domination. 35-14, the Lynx score the final 21 points of the game. 
November 14th, 2020. The Lynx back on top of the South Dakota football landscape. And with a little help from Prince, one of Chad Garrow's favorite musical artists. It's our Cheers to Chad Garrow special of the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. We celebrate the life of the Lynx legend. This second state title in three years came seven years or so after Brandon Valley had the option to petition down from South Dakota's largest class to second largest once the system expanded to seven levels. BV could have absolutely smothered teams in Class 11 AA, but Chad Garrow wanted to compete with the best, and he was in the midst of going through a lot of heartache doing so, starting when he took over in the mid-2000s. The Lynx lost many a semifinal game to deeper and more talented squads from Sioux Falls, all the way up until 2012 when they lost in the title game to Washington. They returned to the final in 2016 and again lost to the Warriors, but then finally ended their three-year reign two years later in 2018. After a loss to O'Gorman in the 2019 state championship game, the Lynx throttled Harrisburg, and a week later on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Chad Garrell looked back on Brandon's long climb to the top. You know, yeah, the past four years or whatever, and to see where our our program is gone and and stuff like that um you know you just kind of reflect over all those all those years and to become this and and um it's just been you know it, it's all, it's all kind of it's just unbelievable uh to the the town and the in the in the fans and the, and the players and everything well you mentioned how going to more of a ground and pound meat and potatoes offense that can withstand the late season weather just to get to the dakota dome was a big part of this going back to about 2013 and that that's worked obviously really well for you guys uh, it's a mentality uh, it's it's a lifestyle but that's one reason what other things can you put a finger on when it comes to elevating brandon valley from a perennial top five slash state semifinalist for several years into four four or five trips to a championship game and two of those times you win titles you know a lot of it is like the seniors this year um they've been a part of three championships so obviously you have to have some players to um coaches aren't going to win all the games for you and things like that they just hope to you know put your kids in the best place and everything and and uh, that's one thing that i think our our coaches do really well again it's just you know kids coaches um and fan support uh, we, maybe you can more comfortably talk about this now that it's been a couple state titles in the last three years. Did you ever feel or hear some heat or some rumblings? Yeah, Garrow and, and this coaching staff, they do a really good job of putting these kids in position. But when are, when are we going to win the big one? Did you ever hear or feel that or even wonder that to yourself? Um, you know, I, I really didn't because I thought that we did a good job of always getting our kids to where um, where we thought we should be in the in the finals and, the, and the things like that. Um, you know, dealing with schools that are so much bigger than you too, um, it, it's hard to have the, enough depth and things like that to to compete with them. But um, you know, I think over the past you know four or five years, our, our numbers are getting stronger and stronger. Um, and and you might see the the number and some of the, the public schools going down a little bit, too. So, um, you know, I, I didn't really feel a lot of pressure from that. Um, I just, I knew, you know, that it, have faith and, and uh, everything would work out. And and, um, and that's just kind of how we've how we've dealt with the last five years. Yeah, you learned how to get there, and then now you've, you certainly know how to win there now. Chad Garrow, Brandon Valley coach, joining us on the KWSN Coaches Show. Do you mind telling the story about what turned into an incredible play by your putter, Carson Mashlin, that was not exactly the design of how that went? This is a big one. You guys, at 14-14, punting a couple minutes into that second half, you guys flirted with some disaster there. Yeah, um, we have a a special punt that we that we put in, and um, yeah, Joe uh, 
Kovac, who had had been this long snapper for the longest time until he started quarterbacking, and I just decided that I didn't want him really to long snap anymore. He's probably been one of the best long snappers we've ever had. He's pretty incredible. But so anyway, we put him in there, and he's on the end of the line of scrimmage, and and. Um, Parker Reed is is like a wing back right there, and uh, Joe just <laughs> Joe just hiked it over Carson Masham's head. So um, Carson went back and got it, and, and fortunately got it off. And and so it, it is a fake punt. If the guys aren't, um, if Joe and and Parker weren't open, then Carson would just kick it, and stuff like that. But um, fortunately, you got to uh, get the pump or the uh, snap back there first. And we didn't do a good job. And like I said, yeah, he hit it down there um we had a guy right there to get the tackle right away and so oh. that that was pretty big but i, I thought it what an athletic play by a punter uh, a lot of them probably in that moment hyperventilate and uh <laughs> sit on the ball you know we didn't punt the ball very well uh, the other night but i think a lot of that you know is we just really haven't punted the ball no. in, <laughs> in the past few weeks so so it was like we're kind of rusty when it came <laughs> to punting yeah and so that was no. that was kind of tricky for us well that's if there's uh, one thing you can be okay with being disappointed about is not having good enough punts and not punting very much uh, and getting the practice in the season. You guys were just such a prolific offense. Many games you did not punt. It was a fun team to watch, Chad, and everybody not only in the Sioux Falls area, I'm sure in South Dakota, is uh, is happy for Brandon Valley because of, of your guidance and, and who you are as a person. It's been always so fun to work with you before these games and uh, appreciate your time as always. I appreciate it, John. By the way, Stu Whitney, the tweet, I thought you'd enjoy this because you were referring to Brandon Valley growing in numbers and Sioux Falls schools dominating state football for about 15 years and uh, this being the first non-Sioux Falls state championship in 17 years in the largest class. Don't know if you saw this tweet, but right after you won, the challenge will now be for Sioux Falls schools to escape the shadow of Brandon Valley and prove they can compete with the Lynx. Not bad. Congratulations on the long road. Thanks. Thanks, John. The always humble but sneaky, good-humored Chad Garrow on his final Midco Sports Coaches Show appearance November 20th, 2020, a week after a second state title in three years. About a week after this appearance, Chad learned he had brain cancer. And about a year later, the Lynx were right back in the title game under the guidance of interim head coach Matt Christensen, who was Garrow's defensive coordinator for almost 20 years. And Matt will take us inside the locker room, the coaches' meetings, and also inside the heart and soul of the heart and soul of Brandon Valley football, Chad Garrow. And don't forget, later in the hour, Chad's father-in-law, Bob Young, the legendary football coach on some of Chad's final days. It's Cheers to Chad on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. It's the theme song to Friday Night Lights, one of the favorite shows of our Man of the Hour, and for good reason. Welcome back to Cheers to Chad Garrow, the special edition of the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1, honoring the Lynx legend. Let's hear from a couple coaches who were alongside him for many, many years at Brandon Valley, starting with Bill Frecking, who was a defensive assistant when Chad arrived as Chuck Plummer's defensive coordinator in 1999 after having served a couple years in that very same capacity at the University of Sioux Falls. The thing I remember most about Chad at that point was just the meticulous nature that we looked at film and the details and the things that... um, he would see in, in games that, oh, yeah, wow, <laughs> you know, I totally missed that one, you know. And so he just had an eye for weaknesses and offenses and things along those lines. So we spent several years together being the defensive team at that point um, in our career. So when we first initially started together. Um, as, as a head coach, what was he like to work for? He demanded a lot of you, but he also gave you a lot of autonomy to make decisions and be creative and uh, make suggestions. And it wasn't necessarily working for him as much as we were working together. It was all about the team. And we all had that buy-in piece that makes it special to work for something like that when you feel you're valued and and when your ideas are, are, are taken into consideration. We would sit there and we'd start our film 
sessions and on weekends at, on Sundays about one o'clock probably and we'd all come with our great ideas and you know we'd watched football games on Saturday the night before and watched our film from the night's game and you know we'd talk about and all the other coaches are busy talking about all these ideas that we have now and he'd sit over in the corner and look at what we were doing and he goes that's never gonna work and we'd look at him you know kind of a little shocked in our faces because we all had the same idea and he just no it's never gonna work and we go, well, why you know and he would uh, you know so eloquently just very in short words this is why and he pointed out to us and we're all going oh okay and then that idea was scrapped and we'd come up with some new ones and you know and uh, it was just he never he was a man of few words but when he spoke everybody kind of listened we're hearing from Bill Frecking longtime Brandon Valley assistant football coach over a decade under Chad Garrow and now the athletic director at the school. And I asked him what Chad Garrow meant to Brandon Valley beyond that coaching room. You know, I had, I had kids that were young at heart and, uh, you know, they viewed him as, you know, that uncle. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't, you know, that was head coach Garrow. It was, it was all about bringing everybody's families together. And, you know, when we'd have, you know, a potluck night, it was all about getting all the coaches' wives and all the coaches' families together. And uh, so that was, you know, it wasn't just football for him. It was about developing that sense of family in, in everything that we did as a program. Big thing with, with Brandon community, when you look at the Brandon community, it's very school-centered. There's not a great deal of businesses in town, but there, the businesses that are there are very supportive of our community. And one thing Coach Garrow always did was make sure that, you know, as a, as a community, we were engaged with the people that belonged in this area. We did a lot of different things. He was always instrumental in getting us to go help in different places, uh, be a part of different you know, when things went bad, you know, if we when the flood hit the town, we were all down there doing different things with uh, help having our football players be on the front lines, helping some of the families that were experiencing some of the hardest times of their life where things are floating down the river and, and we were trying to help them save homes and things along those lines. He was very instrumental in some of those different types of things where something was going on in the community. Our, our, our coach was leading the way and trying to help us get those things taken care of, you know, and so that's just the kind of guy he was, and, and he was always looking out for what other people needed and things along those lines, and how we as a, a group could make those things better for, for the community. So I think that's the tie-in that really you know, makes him special um, in that regard to this community and why the community has embraced him. You know, They see the things that he's done for the community, but they also um, they see what they can do to help his family too. And that's just kind of the brand away. We've had other groups of individuals go through things that are they're struggling as well and you know that's the one thing about being in a, a smaller community you have that sense of oneness that sense of family that sense of we're here for you and we're going to support everything that you can that we can do to make it better for you brandon valley activities director bill frecking a former assistant under chad garrow it's our cheers to chad special on the Midco Sports Coaches Show here on Fox Sports 98.1. Another member of that Lynx family for almost 20 years now, Matt Christensen, who arrived in 2003 and then in 2005 when Chad Garrow took over as head coach, he named the very young MC the defensive coordinator. Matt said he didn't even know he had defensive coordinator in him, but empowerment was a big part of Chad Garrow's charm and brilliance. And no doubt, Matt Christensen says Chad Garrow was brilliant with X's and O's, but his true brilliance was in his benevolence as a communicator. Mm -hmm. in, in the toughest games, he stayed calmest, and he realized uh, where the talent was, where they had talent, where we had talent, how that needs to be utilized. Um, you know, he, would, he wouldn't tell us um, constant commands as coaches, but he'd ask us. He asked me if Joel Colbeck could move from safety to quarterback. He asked me what I thought, and as a defensive coach, I could tell him that it was really scary to defend Joe Colbeck as a fall camp quarterback for us. And we, through that conversation, we realized there wasn't a choice. It was, you know, play that athlete there. and. Uh, you know, really calm approach uh, when it when it got hardest, and um, but ultra competitive. Uh, he'd kind of subscribe to the the phrase, you know, winning happens, but it's not the reason we're here, you know. Um, but at the same time, it's got to be central 
to the cause because then you get the most out of everybody. Sometimes a presence is much more than a phrase. Uh, nothing hollow, nothing phony, nothing insincere, always observant. A rare compliment, but one that would stay with you and fuel you. You fuel a kid. Sometimes the right compliment at the right time gets, gets a kid going for a month. Uh, the right um, bit of concern for a coach or he could sense when, when somebody needed to be lifted or if they needed to be questioned. But uh, super rare with criticism, always constructive in a manner that helped you reflect and find solutions. He was a master of it. It's the Midco Sports Coaches Show. Cheers to Chad Garrow. Special edition here on Fox Sports 98.1. You're hearing a conversation I had with Matt Christensen, the interim head coach at Brandon Valley, who coached under Garrow for almost 20 years. And I asked Matt how beloved Chad was in the Brandon community. He's an inter interesting guy. Uh, so not extroverted, yet well-known, and yet well-observed. So when he came places, he didn't announce it, but people knew it. He had, a, again, a, a, a way of being um, important without being boisterous type thing, and um, which was always really respectable about him. Where, um, How would you describe what a world in your world is going to be like without him? Yeah, an, an eternal void, um, like the season was. Like I described it as a chasm of offensive preparation and, and defensive uh, thinking uh, that we lost but uh, yeah it's it's going to be tough um, but you know we we miss him we love him we, we want to celebrate him and um, in times like these without a choice uh, we're going to have to find the strength to continue and uh, keep him in the front of our minds and in our hearts and as we do that it'll it'll help us it'll help us uh, live that much better and coach that much harder what about him do you think will just stick with everything? The mm -hmm. football program, the school, the town? Yep. What, what about him will make it feel like he's yep. always there? Yeah, the student athletes matter. That's what we're here for. That's all there is to it. Whatever we do and whatever we decide, what we pour into them will pay dividends in the near future. He'd love going to their wedding receptions, mm -hmm. their weddings. He loved that. Um, he loved when they had kids and we you know, could meet them. Some, for some reason, little kids would just, he was a kind of a Pied Piper, like he, he would get to know these little girls and, um, you know, they kind of understood he's a football coach, but they could also maybe run for him someday. And, um, the, and he was a great softball coach as well for his daughters. Um, so it was, it was really cool to see. Brandon Valley's interim football coach, Matt Christensen, a part of the staff for almost 20 years under Chad Garrow and has carried the torch so well with all the class, all the character, and the Midas touch with students that Chad Garrow became so well known for. It's been a delight to get to know Matt the past year on the Midco Sports Coaches Show. It's the special Cheers to Chad Garrow edition, and let's meet some of the athletes that Chad Garrow affected. One of his football players, Peyton Carroll, one of his girls, track relay runners, Elena Rice, and then later on, his father-in-law, Bob Young. It's Cheers to Chad on Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230, and KWSN.com. The hour of Chad Garrow power continues here on Fox Sports 98.1 AM 1230, KWSN.com. It's the Midco Sports Coaches Show. Cheers to Chad Garrow edition as we honor the Lynx legend. The little Dave Matthews band, by the way. All of the musical selections in today's show were Chad Garrow favorites. As we mentioned at the top of the show, Chad Garrow had many other interests besides football. Music, one of them, craft beer, burgers, beards, boots, and a rusted out Jeep he called Candy. Yep, he called his Jeep Candy. Stuff like that that made Chad Garrow fun. In fact, it's what made him an absolute legend to players like former Lynx quarterback Thomas Skolton, who told the Argus leader, I had so much fun playing for him, and those memories will stay with me forever. How about Will Castle, former South Dakota State Jackrabbit, who called Chad Garrow a friend to just about everyone? He was just real. He never put on a face. Wrote Matt Zimmer, practices would be fun. Games would not be treated as matters of life and death. Wins would be enjoyed, but not overly celebrated. Losses analyzed, but not mourned. 
Let's hear what it was like to play for Chad Garrow from one of his receivers from the last four years, Peyton Carroll, who's going on to play at Northwestern College in Iowa, and had this to say when I asked him what the words Chad Garrow will forever mean to him. To me, um, a coach, second father, you know, a family friend, a friend. He was everything that you could possibly need in a person. He first started coaching me my sophomore year. On the football field, he was a man of short words, but when the words did come out, it meant a ton, because that means you know he, he does care about everything. Um, he did short things before games. You know, he was never the super hype guy, but he said the stuff that got us motivated. Like any pre-playoff or state championship game speech or message that you remember that seemed to resonate well, that either maybe even surprised you guys it was coming from him, something like that. Um, it was basically the one family that we can't. No one can do it by themselves. It's not just a coach. It's not just a player. That he told us that we have to play as a team, as a family. Otherwise, none of our success is going to happen. Do you remember any time a game, a practice, or, or outside of that where you had a personal conversation with him? Yeah, actually my uh, first play of my varsity game against Rapid City. Uh, I got in and we ran a run play towards my way. And, well, the guy I was supposed to block was not blocked by me. So yeah. I got Garrow and Bisbee right in my face. But that moment I realized that Garrow does care. No matter who you are, where you're coming from, he does care who you are and about to make you a better person. What is it? You do that again, you're not going to play. <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that severe, but it was yeah. along those lines. of. Yeah. When you say second father, what do you mean by that? To me, I mean, he was, he was always there, you know, during practices, during games, even seeing him in the hallways, you know, always checking on players, always seeing how they're doing. You know, he's always someone that you could go and talk to. He was not just, I don't like you. Like, I only like these people. He, he liked everybody. He loved everybody. Yeah. He made everybody feel better. I mean, he was a great guy. He did a gym class. So, I mean, all the athletes, of course, loved him because they always got to just be around him and whatnot. And then, like, even in the community and stuff like that, people know who he is for what he's done, not just for football, but being, like, just awesome to other people around him. Uh, in, this, in this last year when he was unable to just be there all the time as a coach, do you, any memories of um, when he was at practice or when he did get to talk to you or I mean, unfortunately he was not able to come to our practices or, or be the coach for our team but he was still our coach at heart um, coach C did an amazing job this year for being our head coach and he obviously is just amazing too but um, no when he did come to practices or games it was just a, such a special moment because we knew he really cared for us and our team and being our family he would write notes to us before games, giving us that little extra boost, um, especially before the championship or state game. You know, that, that really got us going. Unfortunately, it didn't happen, but nothing always goes your way. But he was always there no matter what was going on. Do you mind sharing what he wrote before the state game? He wrote a letter. I can't remember exactly what the letter said, but it was about playing for one each other, not just playing for me, but playing for yourselves and one another. You know, make Brandon Valley what Brandon Valley is, and couple something along that line. Last one I have is: Do you, do you remember the last things you said or to him, or he said to you? Um, it was probably during one of our last home games that he made it. You know, that uh, he was sitting in the car because it got a little colder out, so I was able to give him one last hug and tell him that we're doing this for him, and he said, "I know you are." So. Brandon Valley senior wide receiver Peyton Carroll on his late great coach Chad Garrow, who died just a week ago Friday, brain tumor, 55 years old, and just as popular and beloved of a coach as you could possibly find, but not just with a football team. He was an assistant coach for track and field as well at BV, and this past spring, the Lynx girls tied for the state title. One of Garrow's relay runners was Elena Rice, and I sat down with her on Monday as well. He just meant so much to our team. He would stay after practice and help us and help us become better runners and also better people. You know, he was always saying like encouraging words, like like one, for example, in track, like he would say like the hay is in the barn, which means like the work is done and now it's time to go out and be like the best that you can and just get the job done. He was definitely someone that cared tremendously 
tremendously. He was such a kind heart too. And like, he would joke around with us every once in a while, and but he just cared so much. Yeah. Do you have a specific memory of what kind of, something he said or did that really inspired you? Um, I would say the, uh, the Garrow baton is probably the most memorable thing I have with him. And it's actually wrapped in his sock, and we only use it if we think we're gonna break a relay. And so there's been some really big names come through the Brandon track and field program that have used this and it's just always going to be like a special part of our team and we're never going to forget it and we're just going to cherish it forever. Did you have a chance to see him much during during the spring, during some of your events or practices? Yeah, so actually right before we left for state track, him and his wife stopped and um, we were just about to get on the bus and then we saw him pull up and then he we got off the bus and he gave each one of us a hug and said our names and said good luck and that just really meant a lot to us. and. It like definitely made an impact on us. When we got on the bus, we were just expecting to just leave straight for Rapid. But when we saw him there, like everyone's emotion changed. Like we were so excited to see him because we hadn't seen him all season. And so it just, everyone was at loss for words, like so excited to see him. How did, how did it kind of make you feel? I mean, it, it like hurt to see him like the way he was, but it was definitely like good to see him like before we left and I guess the students just really rallied around for support and like I'm best friends with his daughter and so like we just made sure like she felt like supported during this times and like we didn't want her to feel like she was just focusing on this like we wanted her to feel like loved. A lot of people just really knew him as a very supportive person like he would take time out of his day like not during track season like in the track off season like I train at Avera Sports and he would take time and like go there and just see how his athletes are doing and he would text his athletes and he's a very supportive person. Relay runner Elena Rice part of a Brandon Valley girls track and field team that won the state title in Chad Garrow's final season being a part of it of course the Lynx won the state football title in his final year of head coach a few months before that and if he was this special to the kids he saw in school. Imagine what he was to the kids he was with at home. A.J., Savannah, and Alicia. Bob Young, the University of Sioux Falls football coaching legend. And Chad's father-in-law, who Chad played under and then coached under before becoming Brandon Valley's legend. Bob Young to take us home and tell us about the early days and some of the last days with Chad Garrow. Powerful and poignant words next on Cheers to Chad Garrow, Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1, AM 1230 and KWSN.com. One more for the road, and this is a big one on the special edition of the Midco Sports Coaches Show, Fox Sports 98.1. It's the Cheers to Chad Garrow Hour. I'm John Gaskins. Chad was seemingly universally loved by football coaches all across the state, even the ones that Brandon Valley kept facing and sometimes beating in big playoff and championship games. And this was proven when thousands of dollars poured in from some of his fiercest foes to the GoFundMe and meal train campaigns, among others, to help pay for Garrow's medical treatment and food bills during his 14-month battle with brain cancer. It's little wonder that one of Chad Garrow's football mentors is also about as revered as it gets. Bob Young coached at the University of Sioux Falls for 23 years, winning a national title in 1996, retiring after reaching the championship game in 2005. Of course, we know what went on to happen with that program, three national titles in the next four years under Kalen DeBoer, now the head coach at the University of Washington. This quarter-century tradition of winning seasons started with Bob Young. Chad Garrow played high school football at Sioux Falls, Washington, and started his college career at South Dakota State, but he transferred to then Sioux Falls College in the late 1980s to play on the defensive front, and he was part of Bob Young's first playoff team in 1988. Bob admitted to me that he doesn't remember much about Chad as a player since Bob coached offense. What Bob does remember is Chad dating his daughter, Melissa. And by 1992, Chad had married into the family. And that's where we pick things up with Cougar icon, Bob Young. I lived on campus and he, he wanted to get into education and so he didn't have the education courses. So he came back and was a kind of a grad assistant with 
taking courses and living as a resident director, he and Melissa on campus and, and, uh, and then, but he became a significant, uh, part of our defensive staff here. The name, uh, Scott Underwood, who's the new coach now at Southwest Minnesota and the former coach at, uh, at St. Cloud State, uh, <clears throat> they were my, the two main defensive, really significant in us, uh, winning the national championship in 96. So he was under me for about five years, and uh, I, when he got done with education, it was kind of a decision he needed to make, whether to try to continue on into college coaching or and the, the pay just wasn't adequate to support a family. So I really recommended to him that he needs to get out from under his father-in-law and, and get on with his own legacy. So Bob Young joining us and Chad Garrow leaves your staff in the late nineties to join the Brandon Valley staff, as you mentioned, so he could make a better living for his family in, in the high school game. And after several years, about six of them, he becomes the head coach at BV around the time uh, not too long before your days at USF finally came to an end. And uh, so I'm, I'm guessing you had a chance to have a, somewhat of a glimpse into what kind of a high school head coach he was wh- from what were your impressions? Well, first of all, I, you know, when he became the head coach was about when I, I retired. And so he gave me an opportunity. We changed roles and I became, <laughs> he let me coach with his squad there for probably about three years. It was a, it was a nice transition time for me. He had been on defense the whole time and I feel like I was able to help him somewhat with uh, how to work with uh, the offensive practice and so forth, you know, and to, you know, the quarterbacks with him, he didn't have a designated quarterback coach at that time. As I saw him develop, you know, when he had a quarterback that could really throw the ball he was going to throw the ball you know rain or snow you know he made up his mind and then he eventually got back into the mode of running the ball because that was the talents that he had and so how he adjusted to his personnel that's a strength in any kind of coach and not forcing a system onto players. See, when you look at his program from the total passing game to the total running game, and that was kind of the last thing that I can remember him saying to Mike Zier was run the ball, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mike Zier, Chad Garrow's last offensive coordinator the last few years, highly successful at Brandon Valley. And we're chatting with Bob Young, the legendary University of Sioux Falls football coach from 1983 to 2000. Five, the father-in-law of Chad Garrow, who was an assistant coach of his at USF in the late 90s. This is your Midco Sports Coaches Show. Cheers to Chad Garrow, special edition remembering the great life and legacy of the longtime Brandon Valley Lynx coach who passed away at the age of 55 last Friday. Bob Young held in the highest of regards from the University of Sioux Falls community and well beyond. So with such a lofty stature, it had to be intimidating to be Bob Young's son-in-law, but Chad Garrow was. He won Melissa's heart, and they had three kids together, now ranging in age from late teens to mid-20s, AJ, Savannah, and Alicia. And so I asked Bob what Chad was like as a husband and a father. I think it's his, uh, his work ethic, what he, what he had to do in order to get through his education as well as, as uh, you know, get ready for football games, you know. And, and he had some other campus jobs, but he, was, he had a lot of responsibility. But the other thing is his heart, he worked down at some of the mentally and physically challenged kids you know you just got to be impressed with his heart you know for somebody that he spent a lot of time and he got really close to some of those kids that he was working with down there and and that was a part-time job for him but he he took it he took it seriously i know that and that it kind of gives you an idea of the underneath what kind of passion he had for the underprivileged ones and so as a result when you're going into coaching it's always those players that don't get to play a lot the ones that are kind of loyal to your program but he would not ignore those kind of players i think that speaks highly of what made him the significant mentor that he was to so many people you gave us a glimpse but how would you describe his personality certainly in knowing him very personally over the last uh, 30 plus years or so well, that's probably spelled out with the word the word love. I think probably more than anything, you know, he loved his family so much, and and uh, he did it in a way totally different. His, his personality is a lot different than mine, and 
How so? I think, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably more outspoken about my own faith. And, and this was something that Chad did a number of things that would make you realize that his faith was strong, but he wasn't as outspoken about it as I would have been. Melissa told me one time that he said, well, I'm not your dad, so don't try to make me into your dad. So, <laughs> you know, people are different as far as how they handle things. But underneath the love that he had for his players, especially for his family, I mean, that was so evident in the last few days of his life. You know, I just, I, I was with him quite a bit, but they just hovered over him. And that just, mm. it was so sad, you know, but at the same time, it was, it was such a you know passionate uh, presence there for someone, and that just how much he loved Melissa, mm-hmm. how much he loved his family first, and then you know I really feel like underneath it was all brought on by his love for the Lord. I, he had it. His his love for the Lord was different. He, he displayed it differently than sure. I I did because uh, but he I think he displayed it in the way he handled people. After he knew he had a brain tumor and all the things he had to go through, um, how, how it impacted his speech and his ability to move. I mean, how well was he able to communicate and, you know, what what besides that, uh, the, the love and the presentness of his family, will you remember about that kind of last year of his life and even those last several days? Well, it was it was difficult, uh, you know, for someone who wanted to express himself to to his family, you know, what he needed and so forth, to not be able to share that. But it got to the point where you realize that when you're married so many years, Melissa could almost uh, tell what he wanted, you know, by just uh, because of their living together for so many years, you know, and and uh, I think that kind of was the way the kids handled it too. That, but it was difficult. I uh, I just kind of remember back when football season started, and and he still had input somewhat into the program this year and the things that he would he and Mike Zier who was the offensive coordinator would come by or Mark Statham or they would communicate with him and he had a pencil in hand he couldn't really write because his right hand was uh, right arm was uh, he had to do pretty much everything with his left arm people would just come and there's something about just sitting with somebody and you don't have to ask them you get you get to the point where you don't ask questions because there's no way he could answer them but you would ask him a question that was had a yes and no answer to it and mm-hmm. do you want this or what do you think about this and i just remember him kind of trying to tell Melissa to be able to tell Coach Zier that uh, he, he thought they should do something else, you know, and, hmm. and I did. If you don't mind sharing, what, what, what's your last memory of him before he passed? Oh, golly. I just, uh, <clears throat> I guess I, the thing that comes to my mind is, is uh, his relationship to his family. The love he had for them, and and uh, I went through that with my own wife only two years, not quite two years before, you know. And when you go through those last moments with their lives, you know, and they take their last breath, I mean, there's uh, just a there's something that happens right at that point. You just hope you've said the right things to him at the end. But I just uh, the way his family uh, responded to him at that time and everything, it just I'll never forget that the last moments or times with him, I would just have to put it all about family love and encourage people to not overlook the role of the dad in the home and uh, he was very busy spent a lot of time football did a lot of grilling and a lot of things but so much of it was at home with family around him and so uh, it isn't the amount of time it's the quality of time that he spent with his family and and uh, having AJ his son play for him I know that had to be a special special experience but then he also coached the two daughters in softball you know you're involved with your family and those things I'll always remember but he and Melissa did some quality things uh, together taking some trips and just getting away too so I just have to think about that last moment that this is something that's just very special to him with his own family do you do you, do you mind sharing what you said to him those last words mine yeah (laughs) i it was probably several days before and i just said chad i really love you that's all i could i can remember saying that as i walked out the door that was kind of the last time i think that i really you know i went and held his hand a little bit there when he was in the you know the doherty house and 
I'm sure I must have said something to him at that point, and I kind of reminded him. I, I I can I can remember saying something to him about uh, thanking him for the dad that he was, or something like that. I, I think I said something like that to him too. Well, I think it. Uh, I'm sure he. I'm. I'm sure he felt it, and he felt it strongly. And I know it's been uh, such a tough year. And if you didn't know it already, Bob, you know everybody in the University of Sioux Falls community, everybody in the athletic community, USF, Brandon, and beyond, uh, really feels for you. And I really, really appreciate you considering those these circumstances uh, for just shedding a lot more light on who Chad Garrow was. So thank you so much for doing this. Well, I hope it'll be helpful. I, I thought a lot of him. I think a lot of his family. And so where we go from here, I guess that's, you know, going to be kind of difficult in the yeah. transition and kids without their dad, you know, obviously it's, that's something that's, but it's happened to many families, other families too. So we can't think we're the only ones that it's happened to, but thanks a lot, John, for having me on. I appreciate it. The phenomenal University of Sioux Falls football icon, Bob Young, finishing this hour strong and staying strong. And it's taken every ounce of strength for him the last couple of years, losing his wife, Diane, and now his son-in-law, Chad, to cancer. Our thoughts go out to Bob, his daughter, Melissa, his grandkids, AJ, Savannah, Alicia, the entire Garrow family. We just wish you so much peace. And if you just can't get enough, Chad Garrow reminiscing. I highly recommend Matt Zimmer's column in the Argus Leader this week if you have not checked it out. Grade A writing and storytelling from some of those who knew Chad the best. And Zim and I had our own Chad Garrow powwow for about a half hour on our latest podcast. It's called Nobody's Listening Anyway, and you can find that at anchor.fm slash NLA. Nobody's Listening Anyway, anchor.fm slash NLA. We're all going to miss Chad Garrow. I will miss these conversations with Chad. It's interesting. Bob brought up the grill master part of Chad Garrow's life because he was the life of the party at University of Sioux Falls football games with all the grilling out he was doing, becoming that gourmet chef that he was. Sometimes he was putting shrimp on the Barbie when he was talking to us on the Midco Sports Coaches Show, fresh off usually a win. On Friday night for his Brandon Valley Lynx, he was ready to just have some fun and watch his alma mater play some football and get together with his friends. Fellowship was one of the best parts of the Chad Garrow legacy, and uh, we hope we did some sort of service by giving you this past hour since he was so giving of himself. We're back with another Midco Sports Coaches show next week from 9 to 10 a.m., For the South Dakota Rock and Roll Hall of Famer, John Michaels, I'm John Gaskins, and I encourage you to raise a glass with me all weekend long as we give cheers to Chad Garrell.